Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Our guest, Corky Kessler Esquire, is a leading film attorney who works for Deutsch, Levy, and Engel. He discusses legal issues, marketing, and distribution of films, and has extensive experience in the entertainment industry on a worldwide basis. Corky regularly speaks on the business and legal aspects of feature film development, including tax incentives. And Carol, Corky Kessler is a generous donor to your film grant for some time now. It's been a very long time that he's been that for you. Hasn't hasn't that been so? Yes, Claire. He supports independent filmmakers. He's a true supporter of the arts. And thank you for joining us, Corky. Uh, uh, Carol, you are, as I said, you are the greatest friend that anybody in the film business can have. So there's almost nothing that I wouldn't do to help you. Oh, well, thank you so much, Karki. It's it's an honor to be your client as well as your friend. So let's get started with some of the benefits of getting the right attorney for your film. Uh, So what we really wanted to cover was what a film attorney does for you and why it's so important to have one to make your movie. So can you start there? Uh, Yeah, you know, that's a good, good question. And uh, that's a question that I'm asked quite often. Um, there are a lot of lawyers in the entertainment business or not in the entertainment business that can draft contracts. And the very simple thing is you're drafting contracts. Uh, and there are some people that draft it better than me. There are some people that had it worse. But in the world of film and certainly to some degree in television, unless you have a lawyer that can wear the business hat, that can introduce you and facilitate meetings in the industry that you need to move your project forward, you have the wrong lawyer. So I'm one of these people that says, let's roll up our sleeves in the development phase. Let's roll up our sleeves to move a good, marketable project forward. And let's roll up our sleeves and let me introduce you to my friends in the industry who can help move your project forward. Not enough lawyers do that um, because they're pencil pushers, but I'm the one that says, before I put my pen to the paper, let's see what your project is all about. Oh, I think that's so important. And uh, you've you've done projects on all kinds of subjects. You do documentaries as well as features, right? Uh, Yes. I'm working on a documentary now on the space station, uh, with support hopefully from uh, Russia, Japan, uh, Germany, and uh, the likes. Um, I am working on films uh, which are about Miles Davis on a project 
Call Miles and Me with producer Rudy Langless, who produced Hotel Rwanda, Hurricane, Sugar Hill, and Redemption. And we've got Michael K. Williams, uh, who played Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire, to play Miles Davis. And we're working with a lot of other Academy Award people on that movie. I'm doing the Bob Marley movie. Uh, I'm doing a remake of Captain Blood, the Errol Flynn movie. Hopefully we can get Russell Crowe to play Errol Flynn's role. Um, And I'm working on about 42 other movies uh, now at uh, different stages. Oh, my gosh, that sounds so exciting. Well, you did. You were an executive producer on a show with uh, Russell Crowe some time ago, right? Uh, Yes, there's some of us. uh, which was my first movie that I ever did. I've been since then the executive producer on 15 to 16 movies, uh, many more to to come. And as you know, uh, Carol, I'm a featured speaker during Sundance. This will be my 19th year. Uh, Cannes Film Festival, Toronto, which is coming up in September, and the American Film Market, which comes up in Los Angeles in November. Right. Oh, I know, Karki. I I love your events, and I want to get into that for people. Uh, but let me ask you about this uh, documentary you're doing with David Russo about the space station. You you mentioned uh, that uh, you were going after donations. This is a documentary, right? Right. So you would, but you're telling me that the, some of the things that are done in space lead to good scientific discoveries of medicine? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a story, well, well, first of all, when my client came to me, I knew little about the space station uh, to find out that some medical recover what they've recovered with medical testing in a zero-gravity atmosphere, what they've done to help science and what they've helped to promote uh, medicine cures and leads for cures with testing for Merck and various drug manufacturers, what they can do to help develop new drugs and new systems it's an amazing situation, and um, it's probably one of the first total cooperations between Russia and the United States. This film will be. Uh, that pardon? is incredible. What fun yeah. that's going to be. Oh, goodness, that's going to be a lot of fun for you. All right, so let's get back to what uh, to what a... a lawyer does for a filmmaker when they're making a film. So the first thing is, um, tell us what you recommend filmmakers do first when they come to you. Because every every attorney gives most filmmakers a 15-minute consultation to get to know them, and you do that too, right? Yeah, I mean, the initial talk and the initial consultation that I do is free. I want a comfort factor with my client and me, and this may sound not too good, but I don't accept clients that I can't break bread with. Uh, It's a journey, and so my first consultation is free. 
Um, and, and, and the first thing that I usually do, but I don't promote and sell it, is um, to read and provide oral business coverage on the screenplay. Uh, oh, my because, gosh, I didn't know you did. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, but I charge for that. I charge a flat $875 for it. So that's an introductory fee. Uh-huh. And then, and and then, if I think it's got marketability, I don't touch the creative aspect. But if I think it's got got marketability, then I can introduce it to casting directors, some of the best in the world, to producers, to line producers, to distributors, to funding sources. Um, it's very interesting. As a footnote, several people call me up and say. Uh, we want to bring you in to get funding for my picture. And I say to them, I don't do that. Um, you have to hire me as your lawyer for your film, and then we as a team know that we have to go out prospectively, collectively, and individually to try and get funding. But I don't get hired to get funding. And then they say, well, we have a lawyer already for the film. I said, well, go to that lawyer and ask that lawyer to do what you just asked me. Because unless I'm the attorney for the film, I don't help in that regard. I don't help in getting talent. I don't help in moving the project forward. Right. I understand. That's really great to get clear up front. So when people come to you, and one of the things you offer them is to read and give uh, comments on their script. That's uh, that's marvelous. And then do you suggest that they get a business plan first, or what is the uh, next step? I, 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 um, well, uh, that's a discussion point. Uh, we We talk about... A development fund, a fund first in the development phase because I had uh, someone who's a very well-known producer who said to me, you can't get out of what we call development hell without total at-risk development fund of close to $50,000. And because you have to look at the development fund as you're laying concrete in the ground for the foundation of a building that you're going to build. That's the development phase. It's the biggest risk. Building may not go up. Well, the film may not be made, but we start out with a development fund. And the development fund has to have line items in the budget, which could include a business plan, could include the investment documents, could include a line producer, could include a director in the development phase, could include distribution, consulting with a distributor during the development phase, could include a casting director who likes your project in the development phase. So there's all these layers that we really talk about. And then the the benefit I have is that when I send it to some of the best casting people in the entire world, they read it. I mean, they read it, they spend the time to go over it, and then they decide if it's something that they think they can help on or they can't. That is in the development phase. And you can't believe how valuable their services can be. So we pick and choose. But for me to go down that route, 
um, that's my job in the development phase, and there's a development phase fee that I get, but for me to go down that route, I first have to f- believe that the project's marketable, that it's got legs, and that's why that first phase of $875 leads me into t- that area. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Well, um, okay, so it's all in the 50000 and that is a really fair uh, number. And getting the right casting director for your film is crucial. And that's one of the first things that you want to do uh, after you get your script to the best place it can be. And you know you have a fantastic script, not a good script, because you don't want yeah, to make okay. a good script any of those. You want yeah, to but, 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 then, but then at the same time, Carol, you need to get a line producer that will charge a good one, will charge about $1,500 or maybe a little less, to do a budget, to do a summary budget, a two-page budget, and to read yeah. the screenplay and tell you what your capital raise needs are going to be. And I would like every film that I do to be a budget amount that can get a completion bond for the film because that's the only way you can guarantee your investors that you will have a completed film even if you go over budget. Yes, that's very important. Would you want to explain more to us about what a completion bond is and how you get it? Uh, yeah, all right. So so I deal with... Um, with with Wells Fargo, and we talked about that before, right, Carol? The Wells Fargo yes. program that I announced during Sundance this past Sundance. Well, part of the Wells Fargo program is Wells Fargo Insurance in Los Angeles provides a completion bond for films whose budgets are minimally one million five hundred thousand. Uh, they don't want to insure the completion bond of films that are significantly lower than that because there's a higher risk of the of the of the bonding company having to pay to complete the film so they have a benchmark of about 1.5 and uh what that is is if for whatever reason your your film goes over budget and they're there the bonding company is there to work with you to make sure it doesn't, hopefully, because they don't want to fund it. But if it goes over budget, then the bonding company pays to complete it, puts money out there to complete it, kicks out the producer, but protects the investors. Right. Well, um, at the same time, uh, the producer, usually the producer or the line producer that you have on the show, um, is someone that should be known or well respected in the industry for their ability to bring projects in on budget, right? Yeah, I mean, so you can get the the cheaper bond premium that you have to pay, the cheapest, if you have a line producer that has line produced many movies and has never gone over budget, yeah. And you and you have an attorney that's been an attorney on many movies and has never been sued. So if you have both of those, you get the uh, instead of three and a half percent of most of your budget line items 
for that you have to pay. Yeah. You can go down to two and a quarter or two percent if you've got these bondable people. Oh, that's good. That can be a massive saving. So uh, you have to take that in consideration because if a true a track record producer wants another ten or fifteen thousand dollars, it may be totally worth it. Yeah, and, and and the people on this phone should run out, Carol, to buy your book because your book of the art of funding is is one of the leading books that that leads people through a beginning understanding of what this is all about. Carol, I want to ask you while this is brought up, um, would you please share how people can find your book? Um, it's on Amazon. It's called The Art of Film Funding, Alternative Financing Concepts, and thank you both very much for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we named the show after the book, The Art of Film Funding. Well, I wish you would tell our audience about the Wells Fargo loan situation because it is so brilliant what you have done for filmmakers and even those who already know about it may find new information. So let's give us an update on that, how it works. Okay. Um, it took us six months for the Wells Fargo, oh, the advisors at Wells Fargo, and the insurance component of Wells Fargo and me to announce at some, this past Sundance that we were working on the first uh, ever open-door film virtual business studio and what that means in concept and in practice is that Wells Fargo not the bank but the advisors uh, will be able to um, minimize substantially the risk of the investors that want to invest in your film and we can get the cheapest insurance through their wing, and I can open every other business store. So let me tell you about the Wells Fargo program. Uh, let's, and I'm going to give it like an example, and then if people call me, I'll give them the phone number of who to call at Wells Fargo because I'm sure they can explain it greater than me. But let's assume that you have a $3 million movie, and you have investors that would love to be involved in your film. They think it's great. They love the subject matter. They think it's marketable. They love the cast. They love the team. And they got the $3 million to invest. But at the end of the day, they say, look, I've heard of these horror stories, and but for the state incentives that I might get back, I'm taking a big risk in giving you the $3 million. Although I'd love it. I'd love to. But I hesitate. So, filmmaker says to them, do you individually or collectively have $5 million in securities, bonds, or cash with an investment firm, be it be it Merrill Lynch or, or be whatever firm it is, including Wells Fargo, but any uh, Morgan Stanley, it, it can be, but they have to have $5 million and 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 the filmmaker says here's what you do you take that 5 million dollars that you have and transfer it to the Wells Fargo advisors in Chicago 
you can tell them how to invest it. They can invest it in the same way that that you've had it invested before, but they got five million there. Wells Fargo will lend lend three millions. It's a sixty percent ratio, will lend three million to the filmmaker. Three million. There is no payment plan that the investor has to pay back Wells Fargo. There's no payment date. There's no underwriting. The five million stays even when Wells Fargo gives the three. Wells Fargo stays and continues to grow and grow and grow and grow, minimizes the risk because now there's no risk in the film. There's three million. Filmmaker has no obligation to pay it back. The investor is the sole investor in the film, gets the upside, gets the incentive, state incentive, can choose to pay that back to Wells Fargo, can do anything that they want. But this $5 million stays and stays and stays. And the goal is, on a five-year plan, which we've tried it out, it grows high enough that that $3 million and the small interest that it earns comes from the investor at that point and has not touched the principal, and there's still some profit. So it truly takes a risk from the movie and and takes it to the risk of the investment procedures that that Wells Fargo and the investors make. My goodness. So with a normal investment of Wells Fargo after five years, they should have recouped the the amount of money for the film. With their interest uh, for having the $5 million plus the, uh, the profits they're making, they should have paid it off? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, no. Well, the, the, okay, so, so let's say the $5 million's there. In year yeah. two, the, the filmmaker gives back the investor uh, 25% uh, of the spend because of the state incentive. The investor can can pocket it, or the investor can say, I'll take that 25% and I'll pay down the loan. doesn't have to. There's no uh, payment plan. There's no payment date. There's no underwriting. There's no payments that they ever have to make. But they may want to do that, so they can do that, okay? But but at the end of the day, the goal is for that $5 million to grow in five years big enough where – there's no risk, and the investors are in a profit position even after the payback. So, oh, got it. Right. Uh, okay, so we did a pilot program, and the pilot mm-hmm. program was exactly this. And in the in the year or two of the program, the the what the what the five million earned brought it up to close to nine million. And the investor was happy to pay it back. Wonderful. Yes, I bet so. <laughs> that's wonderful. Wow. So, that's a great uh, pilot program. Well done. But okay, all of this so that, comes from your due diligence of, well, let me read the script. Let's see where we're going. Let's see if it's marketable. Let's get you a good casting agent who's your director. You've got to have a good line producer. All of those things you said. Or what make it successful? Uh, yeah, look, 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 look. I open doors. That's my job for my clients on good projects. Let me open your door. Let me be a facilitator. 
and let me be the champion of your project to move it forward, including the alternative funding and include, including the insurance and including casting and distribution and producers and line producers. Let me be the champion. Yes, because of all the people you know. Now, <clears throat> at AFM, I know that you have this wonderful group of people. You give a seminar on film financing, and you have a panel there that speak, and you have a, a you have a line producer, uh, a casting agent, a distributor. Tell uh, tell our audience about that because a film uh, the the uh, AFM will be here before you know it. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but, but before that, I I want to mention if any of them are going to the Toronto Film Festival, uh, September 16th and the 17th, I'm going to moderate six industry panels that are streamed live all over the world that Bloomberg then televises. Uh, that's what I do at the Cannes Film Festival, and that's what I do at the Toronto Film Festival. So. I think this is wonderful. That is great. So the panels are panels are going to be South Africa, the incentives in South Africa. A panel will be on China, uh, U.S. co-productions. There'll be a panel on development. There'll be a panel on the art of the pitch that that I moderate. There'll be a panel on foreign productions and distribution. So that there's a lot of panels. Oh, that sounds marvelous. I was in South Africa teaching, and I went to talk to Kodak. This is a few years ago, but Kodak was still big, and asked them about uh, the uh, whole system with film financing, and it's an amazing. They give you a lot of money if you come down there to shoot, don't they, Colton? Uh, yeah, and, and they have a 35% incentive. Wow. Okay, so uh, then at the American Film Market, and we also do this at Sundance, Carol, so at the American Film Market uh, and at Sundance, we do a panel of very big industry people on uh, pitfalls in the industry, and we've got some of the major people, as Carol said, producer, casting, distribution, marketing, PR, accounting, uh, and me as the low person on the panel, um, uh, we do do a panel. And that, then after the panel, we have industry judges that if people sign up, they can pitch their projects too. And there's no documents that they can show something on their laptop, but they pitch. They've got three or five minutes to pitch to the judges. And the winner of the pitch session gets a thousand dollars and over two hundred thousand of free service in their project second place gets five hundred third place gets two hundred and fifty dollars that is incredible well tell us what is the two hundred thousand in services that they get right uh, because everyone on the panel gives them half off on their fees and it, and it adds up to about 225000 And we now have added a music component part, a lawyer who just joined our firm that represents Grammy winners and is big in the music industry. And he's going to be on our panel to add music 
to our panel. Oh my gosh, that'll be incredible! What that is wonderful because you've got some of the most expensive projects. I mean, you've got the lawyer, you've got the music, you've got the casting director, the marketing people. I listened to the man talk about distribution. He certainly knows his business. All of them did. I was so impressed with your panel. And then we have Rudy Langless on our panel at, at AFM, and he is a producer who I told you who did Hotel Rwanda, Hurricane, Sugar Hill, and Redemption, that I'm doing the Miles Davis film and the Bob Marley and the Captain Blood movie with. So we've got major people on our panels that, that want to give back, and then at Sundance, I speak uh, three times during Sundance. I speak at the Black House, which is just one of the is African American filmmakers come to Sundance, and I'm I guess you could say I'm the token white guy on the panel, and then I do my panel and the pitch session, and then Women in Film has me speak to their event uh, during Sundance also. Oh, well, that is sounds like so much fun, Corky. And talking about fun, um, I let everybody know that once a year, Corky gives a dinner for his clients. And so <clears throat> Corky uh, is my lawyer for my book, and my daughter went, and she had so much fun. It was like a family affair, she said. And uh Jermaine Jackson was there, and a wonderful people. They were all oh, and, and, and and so was uh, 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 Pia. Mm. Yeah, she was there. So Jermaine Jackson and Pia Zadora was there, and Bill Duke was there. Your daughter was there, who's going to be a big client of mine soon, I hope, and. Uh, uh, Jim Pasternak, a director, a writer, and a producer, and uh, and an agent for a media artist, uh, a big agent who's the agent for Pia Zadora and for Jermaine Jackson. And so we had a good time. Oh, what fun. Yeah. Carol said the food was great, the company was wonderful. It was a charming night, so thank you very much for that. So, Corky, tell people how they can reach you. Uh, they can reach me b- um, by office line is 312-853-8448. Cell is 312-925-2110. Email is Kessler, K-E-S. S L E R at D that's D as in David L L as in Larry E E as in Egg C C as in Charlie D L E C dot com Kessler at D L E C dot com. All right, thanks. Now <clears throat> I understand. Did you say you were going to Cuba? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm supposed to go to Cuba during the Cuba Film Festival is uh, December 3rd to the 13th, and we've been invited, and I'm bringing about 40 people with me, 4 uh with me to Cuba during that period of time to give talks to the Cuban filmmakers and uh, to the uh, to the the companies in the film and television business in Cuba. 
Well, has, this is new then. This has just opened up for people to to be able to travel there and work there. Is that what's going uh, on? Uh, no, it's still there's still an embargo, and you still can't get a, a, on a plane to go to Cuba unless you have a license to go there. And we're going with an organization called People to People. Oh, I see. So, um, are there some good films being made in Cuba? Well, I have no idea. It's the Cuban Film Festival, so so I'll see. Um, I have no idea. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. It's a, a warm, friendly people, great country, incredibly good food, so you should have a great time. Uh, and then you come back knowing what's happening down there. That sounds like uh, yeah. a <laughs> So there's a lot of uh there are a lot of places uh, hold on there are a lot of places uh to do that okay uh okay uh so uh, so let's see uh, what what's going on um uh, what i want to tell you is that um so I have many clients and 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 the clients call me from all over the world. I know that you know that I'm an adjunct professor at the Beijing Film Academy, so I do a lot of business in China. And so people have to understand that they want a lawyer who's going to as I said champion their cause. It doesn't have to be me, but it's going to be someone who has as much business experience as they have legal experience and and they ha- they have to make sure that any lawyer that they get which is my mantra I work on flat fees that means the client's going to know what it's going to cost there's no very there's no hourly i think that the hourly fee is going to lead to adversarial discussions at some point in your relationship i remove all of that you tell me a client tells you what they need i tell them what their fee is so i work on flat fees i like that i always have uh, that's a good idea because you and your attorney have to work as a team that's the word you keep using it's a team that makes the film together and and uh, 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 Carol, when I come to LA, I want to talk to you about that space project. Oh yes, that see that sounds like so much fun, and uh, you've got the right project to raise money through people as well as through um, corporations. But usually, you you find that you get sixty percent of the money for your documentaries. Through people, they're the ones that like to fund things. So finding people who have money and are interested in science and space and technology and uh, in new drugs and all of the things that your film has to offer, as well as it being a, a historical document, uh, because just think of the life this film would have. I mean, it would have a 20-, 30-year shelf life. It, it's documenting where we are now, right? Right, 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 right. And 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 the space station is funded only for a few more years. So, um, so anyway, do we want to open this up for any questions? Um, I don't know that we have uh, any callers on the line, 
But um, I do. I really want you to tell me more about China. And um, for people who would want to get financing through a co-production in China, could you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so I know a lot of people in China, and I know a lot of people who fund the projects in China, and I know a lot of people who work in the co-production office with the China Film Group. So not every movie is a co-production in China. It cannot be a political movie. It cannot be a governmental movie. It cannot paint China in a bad light, the part of it that's filmed in China, and it cannot be a gay or lesbian movie. So it's got to have the dynamics of a good project. So, for example, I'm working on a project called uh, 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 Father John. And Father John is about a CIA Secret Service agent that's following a drug and murder cartel from the United States that, that brings their cartel to Beijing. And the Beijing police inspector works with the, our government to try and solve the, the case. Oh, that so that's sounds perfect, interesting. Yes. So that's a perfect kind of co-production because you're working in a positive fashion. You're showing the Chinese in the positive light. They are very intelligent. And I'm sure that they would be great at crime solving, which is sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, so, so that's uh, that's China, and uh, so, so I do business uh, all over the world, and it, it, it's just be, uh, becoming quite evident that 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 uh, we we're able to do business all over the world, and they're very receptive. It doesn't really matter what city you live in anymore um, because nobody wants to get on the freeway and drive even to L.A. <laughs> so, so if you were not right in L.A. or even to go across town, they all joke about driving across L.A. You have to t- pack your lunch because it takes so long. So who wants to deal with that? And it doesn't matter uh, so in being in L.A. or being in New York is not what it used to be 10 years ago. It's it's the same. The world really is flat. Friedman knew what he was talking about. You can de- deal with people in China or Russia and sit in your home, your office, and be comfortable, and it's, it's fabulous, I think. It's a wonderful right. way to live. Right, right, right. So... Um... So it's just look. It's it's a great business to be in, uh, as opposed to theater. Film works in the same principles of business that that business teaches you, and it runs on business principles. So you can mathematically and uh, I mean business wise. Look look what happened to our relativity. Look uh, at Relativity's filing bankruptcy, which was one of the biggest production companies in the world, um, and they just didn't handle what they were doing properly, and they filed bankruptcy. 
Right. That's that's uh, right. It's a shame to lose them. Well, <clears throat> I see the need for more and more product. Um, it's as if it's just laterally exploding. Uh, the theaters may be losing a lot of business to Amazon, uh, but Amazon now has become the major friend to the independent filmmaker. Uh, there are so many of uh, the independent films are going to Amazon, going to Netflix, and then you've got uh, HBO going into a downloadable platform of their own, CBS soon to follow. So all of these people need product. It's a wonderful time to be in the film industry, don't you think? Uh, yes. Yes, uh-huh. it is. Karki, I thank you so much for all the work that you do for emerging filmmakers. So we're just to recap, you'll be at Toronto in September. You'll be at Sundance. Uh, you'll I'll, be, be, I'll be at AFM before. November, yeah. And then uh, you'll be at uh, in Cannes in the spring, and you're also available by phone or email. Now, um, I do want you to uh, please uh, help me with my intentional filmmaking class like you've always done in the past and get on the call with us when I uh, have my October class started. It starts in September. So we'd be ready for you by October. And uh, when you've spoken before, it's been so astonishing, the questions that you can answer and the help you give to individual filmmakers. So I look forward to having you help me again this year with that. Uh, yes, I I definitely will. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, you just tell me when, and if you need me to even be in L.A. for it, I'm happy to do that. Well, we all do it on the phone because we have people all over the world, just uh, like right, we were fine. talking about. Uh, I'll be very happy to do that. And to both of you, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Karki. Yes. Lots of good luck to you. All right. Thanks. Uh, Okay. Bye. Okay. Be well. Be well, everyone. Thank you. Bye, Claire. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's david, R-A-I-K-L-E-N.com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.